Okay, tonight we're going to prepare for Purim. Bezrat Hashem, preparing for Purim. So, what we're going to do, now obviously, there's a thousand Torahs to say about Purim. So, I've, I've narrowed it down to two ideas, but we're going to develop them. And the first one, it fits into the idea of this class, Fundamentals of Kabbalah and Hasidut. So we're going to take just one fundamental concept and expand it and, and apply it to Purim, Dafka to Purim. And then, as promised, we, we will have that lead into Adaloyada. What is going on with Adaloyada? So, what is the principle we're going to talk about? Something that we've mentioned in a number of different settings. Heat, love, shoot, and clothement. Now, we've all, we talked about it twice already in different contexts. First, when we talked, when we, um, this was actually in the Shabbos morning class, when we were doing lights and vessels. And we talked with the many, many, many things we talked about with lights and vessels, where the idea is that vessels enclose light, or light is enclosed in vessels. And we discussed that in various ways. The second way, <coughs> excuse me, we discussed it, was when we talked about miracles. And we talked about miracles when God changes nature. We talk about, um, and then we talked about miracles that are hidden in nature. In other words, enclosed in nature. So that we, we talked about how nature, in, the miracle is actually enclosed in the nature. It's not that nature is overturned or or um, suspended, but it comes to nature. Now, the reason that I picked this theme is this is one of the major themes of Purim. The whole idea, first of all, I'm sure everyone's heard this, but it's really important. You can, you can, interpret, you can interpret Megillat Esther as legalot mashenistar. We say the scroll of Esther, but the way we can interpret it is revealing what is hidden. Exactly, <laughs> Megillah is from the word legalot. Right? Why? Because literally, a scroll is rolled up, and to read it, you have to open the scroll. Megillat Esther, and Esther, of course, comes from the word hidden. So this is a major theme of of Purim. The whole idea that Esther hid her identity. The whole idea that God's name is not mentioned. And so God is hidden in the historical, political context of the story. So that's why I picked Hitlab Shut as a theme here because it's just, anytime you pick up any book of Hasidus, they're going to mention this idea of how God is hidden in the story. How God is hidden and the miracle was, it wasn't a revealed miracle. No sea split, no plagues, no anything. It just, through God's 
divine providence through natural events. And when the events were over and the people, like we discussed, just opened their eyes and said, oh my gosh, look what happened here. Like, because remember, the story of Purim, it takes 12 years. From the beginning to the end is 12 years. So it's a long story. It's a long story. And only in retrospect do people see. Now that's the same thing with our lives. Right. right? That we, at one point, we wake up one morning and we just start thinking back and like, I never saw it. I never saw this. But also when you realize that, like, also then God was with me. Also yes. Me, oh, yes. Yeah, of course. That's why they make a, that's why they made a holiday. Because when they were like, wow, this wasn't just like a, a, a stam salvation here. Look at the wonders that God worked and we didn't even see it. We didn't even see it. Okay, so this idea of Hitlab Shira, you have to remember that in most years, when it's not a, a Shanamu Beret, almost always comes out right before or after Parsha Tetzaveh. What is Tetzaveh? Almost half of the Parsha, the clothing of the Kohanim and especially the Kohen Gadol. Clothing. Now, when you look at the story of Purim, and I, I'm going to mention most of them, but not all of them, that if you remember when Mordechai finds out about um, the decree, it says he took off his clothes and he put on sackcloth. And he was sitting in the Shara Melech. And Esther sent him clothes. Says, you, like, you can't dress like that in the Shara Melech. And he refused to take the clothes. Okay, then he talks to her, you have to do something. And then it says in the beginning of the fifth parak, it says, so after she says, okay, I'm going to do it. Everyone should fast for me. Then it says, Vayihi and it was on the third day, Vitilbash Esther Malchut. Esther dressed, now the way it's usually translated, in clothing, in royal clothing. But the Hebrew leaves out the clothing in a sense. She dressed herself in kingship. In other words, she walked in um, radiating that she was the queen. She was Malchut. But here again, it's clothing. She was wearing clothing of Malchut. And then he, she invites him to the party, and then the king's sleep is disturbed, and he reads his chronicles, and he sees what Mordechai did, and then Haman comes, and, and he says, what should we do to honor the person that the king wants to honor. So what does Haman say? Dress him in the clothes of the king. And then he says, yes, do it. Go get Mordechai. And it says, and he dressed him in the clothes of the king and led him through the street. And then at the end, at the end, after Haman is, is, now, is now dead, so it says like this, um, Mordechai and and and, and makes Mordechai second in command. It says Mordechai Malchut, and he went out with clothing of Malchut. 
techelet v'chur v'yateret zahav, and then it, it describes it in great detail. One that is not explicit, but is implicit, is <coughs> the Midrash says the Achashverosh dressed in the clothing of the Kohen Gadol during the party with, with the, with the Yidin. That's, that's in a Midrash. Okay, so I just brought this because clothing is it's like, you don't see this often. It's over and over again about clothing. And that's the whole idea here is that God is enclosed in the historical events of the time. That's like, that's like the point. So now, let's just take this idea of enclosement a little bit further. And we see w- what a foundational idea it is. Because, first of all, we say that, that God is... God is enclosed in nature. That's the understanding of Hashem Elohim. This is, this is brought all the time. That Yudke Vavke is enclosed in Elohim. Why? Because Elohim is Gematria Hateva, which is nature. And remember, we learned already that the Gematria of Elohim now everyone can write it, because I think we learned it on the Shabbos, right? The Gematria of Elohim is 86, which equals Kli Hashem. The vessel of Yudke Vavke is Elohim. Kli Hashem. And then we learned <coughs> that Kli Elohim equals Olam. World. That the vessel that holds, as it were, Elohim, that Elohim is mit labesh in, is the world. And now we have the whole paradox which plays itself out in Ad Yada, is also something that everyone knows, is that the word olam, which means world, also means he'elem, means mm-hmm. hidden. So this is like super paradoxical. Like Rambam says, you, you want to know about God? Look at the world. Learn about the world and then you'll, un- then you'll see God is enclosed everywhere. And yet the, world f- the word for world is hidden. God is hidden and revealed at the same time. Megillat Esther. And it's highly paradoxical. So, this idea of Hitlab shoot, God is hidden in the world. The soul is hidden in the body. And this, I'm not sure we'll get to it today, but on Shabbos, we're going to learn an amazing thing about the comparison. I really don't think we're going to have time. What? What <laughs> Maybe we'll get to it. We'll see. There's, it's from the Gemara in Brachot. Five different ways that God is hidden in the world, the soul is hidden in the body. Spirituality is enclosed in physicality. And science 
now reveals, we all know, energy is enclosed in matter. All matter is energy. But when you look at matter, it doesn't look like it's moving. It's like pretty stage. Okay, there's certain matter that is moving. Water, for example. But you look at a mountain and it's like... Just standing there. Yeah, just standing there. Well, that mountain is, if you could look at the atoms in that mountain, it is frenetic motion. Everything in this room is actually vibrating like like crazy. But it's, it's mit la besh. So all of these are connected. Physic- spirituality enclosed in physicality. Energy and matter. Soul in body. God in world. It's all the same concept. It's all the same concept. And this if you remember, we learned that this was one of the great revelations of the Arizal, is that he moved all of Kabbalah from cause and effect, which is always true. It doesn't, it doesn't discount it at all. But it was like, like putting everything under a microscope and showing that everything is clothed in smaller and smaller Units and, and, and that's exactly what science does. You take a microscope and you see an atom, and all you can see is the electron, neutron, and proton. You up the the whatever it's called <laughs> power, power what, magnification. magnification, and all of a sudden you see ten um, um, atomic particles. Turn it up again, you're up to a hundred. You don't see anything. What? And, and then, I, I'm sure everyone's seen and these... More. I'm sure everyone's seen these things where it's called the power of ten. Where if you start from... The first thing that we saw, we've seen many since then, it was just a hand. And it went in. It went into the hair follicles, and then into the cells, and then into the different parts of the cell, and then into the atoms in the cell, and then in the, in the subatomic... Right? In the end, it looked like a, a million stars. And then it went the other way. Then it went, showed a person from 10. And the, the one we saw, he was sitting, I remember, in, in Chicago and Lake Michigan. And then all of a sudden, you could see all of Chicago go up another 10. And then you could see the whole globe. And then you could see the whole solar system. And you can see the whole Milky Way. And then, but, but the amazing thing is, when you got to the power of 10, let's say above, it looked exactly like the power of 10 below. Yeah. That, was, that was the like, clincher. Yeah, that was the clincher. That's going around Facebook. Yeah. So. Right, they have different ones. Yeah. Is that science and <coughs> industry? Yes, that's where exactly where you saw it. In the Museum of Science yeah. and Industry. Yeah. This was in the late 70s. Yeah, this is one of the first ones, and now they have lots like that. Yes. Especially in my condition. Okay, so now there's there's a there's a there's a verse. Rachel, are you listening? Yeah. Okay, I might say it wrong, but it's something like eight Sarah liYisrael mimena. Yoshia. Yivashea. Yivashea. 
It's a time of trouble for Israel. From it, it will, they will be saved. So Hasidus learns it just a little bit different and reads it like this. It's a time of trouble for Israel. From that trouble comes the redemption. Not that you have the trouble and then redemption like... But from the trouble itself comes the redemption. So, that, so, that, so there is a Pasuk in Yeshiyahu, and for people who want to write this down, in Isaiah 45.15. And it says like this, it says, Achen ata el mistater elokei Yisrael Moshiach. And behold, you are a hidden God, El Mistater. The God of Israel saves. So there's an entire, I don't know, like 20 or 30 page explanation of what this Pasuk means. So this is obviously, first of all, it's many, many different Rebbe's bring down that this is connected to Purim. Because the whole idea that God is not mentioned in the Megillah. You are a hidden God. The God of Israel saves. So then the whole question is, because when you first read it, you say, well, what's so good about a hidden God? Like, is that like a good thing? It's a question. It's a question. So... So first of all, we have another paradox. All of these paradoxes play into Adeloyada. The whole idea of the world being the place that God reveals himself and hides himself at the same time. That from the, 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 the Tsar comes the redemption. From, it, from the darkness comes the light. Not that light comes and dispels the darkness, but from the darkness itself comes the light. So, so first of all, the paradox is achen ata kel mistater. So if you say ata, there is a direct relationship. So the question is, so why are we saying that God is hidden if we can we say ata? We can say ata. It's like in, in the Pasuk itself, it's like there's a built-in paradox. But that runs through, really, all of Yiddishkeit. Because when we say a bracha, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem. But then at the end, Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvotav, with His, wait a minute, I thought we were talking to you, should say B'mitzvotecha. So in the same bracha, you have you and he. Second person and third person. And this, I even call it tension, runs through our whole relationship with God. Because in some cases, it's right across from us. You. And other times, it's him. Is it because we can't sustain that? 
it's, it's just like like you can't sustain that like one on one like for like you can do it for like a flash and then you can't sustain it. Um, um th that certainly may be true. That certainly may be true. I would just answer just as simply is that because both of those realities are help, help happening simultaneous. God is very close mm -hmm. and very far. Remember, again, I remember you said, Mati, below Mati. He's present, but he's not present. Mm -hmm. He's here and he's not here. But you're also right. This kind of direct revelation is very, very hard to hold on to. That's why... <coughs> For me, at least, getting to Adelo Yada and Purim is usually five minutes or ten minutes. It takes like the whole Purim though to build up. But if you can get to Adelo Yada, for me, I'm just talking to my, myself. If 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 you can just experience it just for five or ten minutes, listen at the hotel also. Sometimes it's a matter of 10 seconds when something opens. Yeah, something opens and like it's like so is fleeting. It, is it a state of psychedelic consciousness you're talking you about? You could put it that way. <laughs> you could put it that way. Very high consciousness. Yeah, very high consciousness. And again, I'm just talking for myself, but for most people, these kind of high moments is not something you can sustain. It's not something saying, or even a state of prophecy. You could. It's only so long it can be you, right? You can, it can be you intellectually, all day long, but I'm talking about like experiential. Okay, so. I yeah. another question too. Um, when you were talking about like from the darkness comes the light, are we talking about like the higher good? How there's a higher good and a lower good and stuff like that. Yeah, because they're different. Because the whole reason it's a higher good is because it looks bad and it's hard and you might be suffering from it, but it brings a lot of growth and light. Right. And Remember when we learned about lights, we learned that there's there were four different levels. There's darkness and then light, and then there's a, a higher dark. Wait, just the opposite. Yeah, there's darkness. And then light, and then darkness, and like there's a, you're right, just like there's what's called a Yehud Ila'a, a higher unity, and there's a Yehud Tata, a lower unity. A higher love, and a lower, a higher fear, and a lower fear. So yes, yeah, there are, definitely there are degrees. Definitely are degrees. Okay, so, Rob Ginsburg asked the question, question, so, what, 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 what do we mean by a hidden God? What's so good about that? So he gave three different answers. And for, um, for those who were here last week, someone, we, were, we looked at the Svirot, and we pointed out different triangles in the Svirot. Chachma, Bin, and Dat, Chesed, Gevur, and Teferet, Netzachot, and Yesod. And then I started pointing out, well, there are other ones too. And um, Julie, I think you asked. So what we're going to learn right now is one of these. It's, it's two down below and all the way up to Keter as a triangle. So he gave three, uh, I call them examples. So here he says, because remember in the Pasuk, it's 
you are a hidden God, but the name of God here used is Aleph Lamed, Kel. So he just points out that in the name Yisrael is the name Kel. So he says that this is teaching us when we say that the soul is a chelak mamash, an actual part of God above. So he points out in the word Yisrael, God is enclosed in the soul of Israel. And the way he shows it is an amazing Gomorrah. It's like, um, like sometimes Reb Shlomo used to say, if the Ishbitzer wouldn't have said this, I wouldn't have the guts to say this. Right? So, and even actually, um, in the Gomorrah, in, in, in the Gomorrah, when they're talking about God putting on tefillin, also, I think one of the, the Chazal said, like, if I wouldn't have learned this from my Rebbe, like, who would have the guts to say that God wears tefillin, right? Okay, again, we're talking about a, a, a parable, a mashal, but still, like, so here in the, in, in, in the, in the Torah, there's an incident where, where God is speaking to Yaakov, and it says, Vayikra lo kel elokei Yisrael. And he called him the God of Israel, Kale. Yeah. So it, it, in the Pshat, it, in, in the context, it's clear that Yaakov is calling God the God of Israel. The Gomorrah says no. The deeper understanding is that Pasuk, God is calling Yisrael Kale. It's like, wow. <laughs> like, 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 it like turns, to, this is Chazal. They turn it kind of like Nafochu. Nafochu. And what, what it means, though, is God is saying that in your name, Yisrael, is my name. I'm calling you Kale. You're Yisrael. So that's what it means. It's, so it's, it's not quite as far out as, as we thought. God was just showing him, like, you are my representative. I am mitlabesh. I'm enclosed in you, meaning all of Israel. So he said that that, this is connected to chesed. Why? Because remember, I mentioned, and at some point we might, we'll, we'll get to it hopefully, is that for each of the spherot, there's a name of God. So the name of God for Chesed is Kel. Based on the Pasuk, Chesed Kel Kol Hayom. The Chesed of Kel is all the time, every day. No, definitely not. Yudke Vavke goes with Teferat, actually. What? What's the with Bina? Yeah, with Hashem Elokim. With the Nakud, with the Nakud, correct. Okay, so this, this is a chesed way of looking at this, God is hidden. God is hidden, and because we look at the seven days of creation, according to the seven lower spherot, the first day of creation is the day of chesed. Creation begins in chesed, and that's what we learn 
Why did God create the world? Because he wanted to do chesed. One of the reasons that we say that God created the world. So this idea, this name, Kale, chesed, Kale, is the idea of doing chesed. So then, and this is something we already mentioned in a different context, the other idea of God being hidden, remember we learned this, that chedva tekiya beliba besitrada, that joy, chedva, is, is it, in placed in this side of my heart. The bechia tekiya beliba besitrada, in crying, is, is enclosed in this side of my heart. So remember, we learned this, and, and the Gomorrah says, well, wait a minute, we have a Pasuk that says, Oz v'chedva lefanav. Joy and, um, and strength are before him. And then it says that, um, what's the Pasuk? The Pasuk is that in the inner chamber, God is crying. There's a whole discussion about God crying for the Beit HaMikdash. And so, this, so one of the sages say, God is crying for the Beit HaMikdash. And they say, well, how could you say that? Because we have this Pasuk say that only joy could be before God. And so the answer was, on the outside, God is joyous. On the inside, he's crying. Wasn't that slow Right, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's, I have to say, that's how I always right. related to, to Shlomo, because the closer you got to Shlomo, the, m- the more you realize how broken he was inside. On the outside, he was the master of joy, brought joy to everyone. But if you had good eyes, you, you could see, um, like, the whole world that he was carrying on his shoulders. So that's what they say about, about God. So this is another level of God's hiddenness is that on the inside, he's, he, he's crying. And we have another Pusuk with Kale. <coughs> like most things, you have an equal balance. So he said, Chesed Kale Kalayom. The Chesed of Kale is all the day. But there's also a Pusuk Zoem kale call yom. That the anger of God burst forth, burst forth every day. This is the Pasuk that we learned that Bilam, remember, it was one right, knew that, that there was this, I think the Gemara says, one 5,400 parts of a second that Bilaam was able to like gra- tune into in the anger of God and that's how we could curse people. So then you say, well, wait, is it chesed kel kolayom? Is it chesed zoam? It's both. There's, there's both. So this is the gevura of the hiddenness of God. There's a lot of, a lot of judgment, a lot of gevura. Okay, and so now the, the last one about, again, because all this is... Um, the kale mistater. You are a hidden God. So in other words, there's, there's a hiddenness of God that the chesed of God is hidden. In other words, um, God is maintaining the whole universe all the time. 
but it's hidden. We don't see it. And if you don't want to see it, you don't even believe there's a God. You just don't even, don't even see it. And then there's, there's an incredible amount of, of, of din and judgment. Or gavura. I'm going, to, actually, I'm going to take that back. Gavura, in its pure sense, is, is very positive. These are the laws of nature. If we didn't have gravity, there, there would be nothing. There has to be um, immutable laws of nature. That's gavura. And that's also hidden from us. So you have, you have chesed that's hidden from us in Gevura. And then the third understanding of hiddenness of God is that the one of the names, usually we say the name for Keter is Ekiah. Ekiah Sher Ekiah. I will be that which I will be. But when you say the expression Kel Elyon, that's the level of Kel in Keter. And Keter is completely hidden. The crown is completely hidden. It's, it's a super conscious. We, we began to talk about that last week. It's, the, it's beyond normative, normative logic. So here, it is very interesting. So he, just, he took these three ideas that God is hidden in Chesed, God is hidden in Gvura, and in Keter, so this is just the whole idea of what we call so Aram, you mentioned this, Sovev Kol Olamim. It's like, it's like beyond it, there's Mimalei Kol Olamim, God fills all worlds, and God surrounds all worlds. So Keter is God surrounding. God is surrounding. So he just, he took the four mitzvot of Purim and he connected to these, to these three ideas of Chesed, Gevura, and Keter with the name Kale, where Mishloch, Manot, and Matanot, Elvionim, which do you think it is? Chesed. So the Chesed of the day is giving gifts of food, giving tzedakah. The Gevura is the Kriyat Megillah. You read the story, it's Gevura. It happens in the end, we were saved, but it's like, <laughs> Mamash, it's like, yeah. Also having to hear every syllable. Also, that's like, yes, that's, that's like Gevura. Yeah, Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we do it differently every year. <coughs> I can go either way. But um, there were a few years in there that we went straight from Myrov into Kriyat Megillah. Meaning that we were still fasting yeah, while you're hearing, yeah, right. hearing, right. and that's the that's the basic halacha that you don't have to, you don't have to, um, and you know what? At first, because we always did it differently, we always everyone went home, got changed, got changed, drank a little, you know, not just little. had some water, a humantash, and then came back and heard the megillah. But I remember those few years, and I think that's how it is this year. The way it's set up is we finish. I remember there's about a half an hour in between. Oh, really? And then we're reading the Megillah and then no. going home and then coming back. 
No, I know, but, but Marav ends at about 620. Wow. And, and they call create Megillah for 645. Yeah. So anyways, but the point is, those few years that I read it, still fasting, I felt that Gevura. Mm. Right? Because you're still fasting, you just, you really feel it. And then, Keter Adelo Yada, the Suda. That's a Suda. So those are the three ways we can understand you are a hidden God. You're hidden in Chesed. You're hidden in Gevura. Obviously, our, call it job, our mission is to reveal that which is hidden. In other words, to reveal, in other words, the soul is so hidden in the body, many people are not even aware, really, that they have a soul. God is so hidden in the world that some people like just don't, just don't see it. Just don't see it. We certainly don't see the energy. Now we're aware of it, though. Because science tells us, but still, we don't see it. But sometimes, you can plug into the energy. You can, like, especially in nature. Especially in nature, you can plug into the energy of the water. And of the, the sand. And the clouds. And the mountains. Right? And certainly, uh, Rabbi Nachman talks so much about connecting to the Esavim. And the tree, David Amelach talked about the trees singing. So that was um, that was trying to develop this idea of, of, of enclosement and plugging it into the story. Now there's one other thing, and then we have to all the rest of the time has to be for Adulayada. <laughs> <coughs> but the last thing is that it's brought down in many, many Sfarim. And it's a very, I can only mention, and everyone's going to have to kind of fill in the spaces themselves. But it says, it says in the Gomorrah, because remember, Purim is coming a thousand years after the Torah is given. So, the, so they ask in the Torah, where is Esther in the Torah? Meaning, everything is in the Torah. So if we're, going to, if we're going to have this holiday called Purim, where do we see it in the Torah? So, again, for those who want to um, write this down. Ah, it's um, Tavarim Lamed Aleph, Pasuk Yudchet, 31.18. So this is talking about, the whole book of Devarim is about the blessings and the curses over and over again. So here, so God says, haster aster panai I'll call ra asher asa ki el Elohim achirim. So God says, on that day I will hide my face from all of the evil um, that um, was done because you turned to other gods. So this is brought all the time. It's called Hester Panim. God hiding his face. This is 
totally connected to Purim because, as you said, we, we came this close, right? This close to um, before, before Hitler, Yamach Shemo, the closest that someone actually wanted to carry it out, like totally. So, so, so the Gemara says, so where is Esther in the Torah? In this Pasuk. Hastir, hastir at panai. So that's the whole thing with, with, with Mordechai telling you, don't reveal your identity. You have to, for right now, you have to hide your identity. That's where she is in the Torah. Esther comes from Hastir, Hastir. Then they say, okay, where does Haman come from? So it's the Pasuk when after they um, Adam and Chava ate from the tree so God says Hamin ha'etza So God says was it from the tree that that I commanded you not to eat you ate from? So the word from, meaning from the tree, hamin ha'etz, the letters haman. Okay? And about Mordechai, it's, it's you're right, it's the, 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 the myrrh. In Aramaic is moradachia, um, mordechai. But the two here that's important is, and this brought down in the Arizal and all su- subsequent um, chasidut, that the story of Purim is a replay of what happened in Gan Eden. Haman is the Nachash. Now, we have two players here. Esther is the good side of, of Chava, and Vashti slash Zeresh is the evil part of Chava. Mordechai is the good part of Adam, and Achashverosh is the bad part of Adam. And this is, you just have to take that information, and when you start thinking about the story and the relationships that are going on, and you'll see, it, it kind of reveals itself to yourself, like, oh my gosh, wow, this is like, these are archetypal energies here getting played out in the Purim story. And especially, where is Haman hung in the end? On <laughs> the very tree that he made for Mordechai. Right? The very tree he made, made for Mordechai. So I'm just pointing that out. Obviously, we could go much deeper into it. But um, it's also very, very connected to the other players in the Garden of Eden. We'll call them the... the um, supporting, supporting actors. actors are the Kruvim. Because after Adam and Chava were pushed out of Garden Eden, God placed the Kruvim with this rotating sword of fire and says to guard the way to the, the, way to the God. And, and the shot is to keep everyone out. 
But on a deeper level, it's also that we won't forget where it is. Like here's, it's over here. It's over. Don't forget, it's over here. Uh, you can't come in, but don't forget that you're supposed to someday come back in. And isn't it gorgeous that the voice of God comes out from the yes, right, right. So that's the whole thing. That so the kruvim on the on the aron. So we're told that they were naked, and this represents Adam and Chava before they had clothes. They didn't have clothing. It was only after the sin that they had to be clothed. So there's, there's many, right, again, all of this takes a lot of time to develop. I hope I didn't throw that out too fast, but I wanted to get that in because it's a fascinating way to look at the story is Haman is the Nachash and Esther's making a tikkun for Chava and you see Vashti and Zeresh as the unrectified part of Chava. And we see Mordechai as the tikkun of Adam. And we see Achashverosh as the failed part of Adam. <coughs> okay, so right from this idea, we could go into Adaloyedah. So there's an expression that's brought, Tachlit Hayidiah Shalodnida. The the <coughs> essence, the purpose, the um, climactic level of knowledge is not to know. Now a lot of people equate that wrongly with the phrase ignorance is bliss that's not what it's saying though. so like some people think that like I said ignorance is bliss that's not what it means it, it, what it really means is and remember we learned this um, also in the meditation class where the altar rabbi among many others counts as one of the 613 mitzvot Hashem, to know God and so then he asked, well, how do you come to know God? So the altar rabbi said through heat bonanut, through meditation. Meditation meaning deep, focused learning and thought and pursuing knowing God. And he counts as one of the 613 mitzvahs. Also like through cleaving to the ones who do that, you know. Absolutely, like the, yes. The Nativa, yeah. says that again. And I was thinking that the RE said something like, you know, after all my hasagot and everything that I grasped, in the end, the simple amuna. Baal Shem Tov. Right? So it's... Right, Baal Shem Tov. Shem. So yeah. it's like, you know, like you have right? to know, you have to search. In the end, you have to come back to that place. Right, you have to, know. yeah. So in other words, what it really means is we should spend our whole lives trying to know God, know ourselves understand the world, understand our, what we're doing here, understanding the soul. But we have to have a very healthy understanding of how much we don't know and we will never know. We will never know and there are just too many things that we just cannot understand. And if we set ourselves up for, I must know everything, it's a big trap to fall in. That's what it means, that the essence of knowing is to 
be humble enough to know is like, ultimately there's so much I don't know and I'll never know. I'll never understand. I'll never understand. So, since we ended off the other part with, um, in the Garden of Eden, Eden, eating, <laughs> Garden of Eden, so what, the tree is called Eitz Hadat Tovarah. Eitz Hadat Tovarah. So it's very connected to this whole theme that I gave over too quickly about how the snake and Adam and Chava are in the story of Purim with the idea of getting to Adeloyada. Well, how did they fall? Because the snake said very simply, if you eat from this tree, you'll know God. That's pretty enticing, right? In fact, Reb Shlomo says like, something like, Halavai, we should be on the level of Chava when she ate from the tree. She, yes, yes, she thought, I'm going to know God. Like, wow, that's, (laughs) but, but we fell. We fell because of that. So I'm poor him. We fell because of the blame, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? Also, also, yes, if they would have done tshuva, so it would have been fixed, right. right. It would have been fixed. We're allowed to make mistakes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They would have owned up to it. Mm -hmm. Then they would have realized how much they didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) They would have figured out immediately how much they didn't understand what was going on. So here, the idea of Adeloyada is this huge fixing from eating from the Eitzadat Tovara. Now, Reb Shlomo said a beautiful thing. It's so deep. He was talking about Purim, and he's talking about the Eitzadat Tovara. And he said, what kind of good is it that has an opposite of evil? Like Eitzat Tov Vara. So there's Tov and there's Ra. He said, on Purim, we're looking for something completely different. We're not looking for a good that has an equal opposite called Ra. We're looking for a good that supersedes everything and has the power to wipe out evil. He said, that's. That's the kind of good that we want. And he said, for that, you have to get to Adeloyada. Because to know is we're always balancing good and evil. He said, we're trying to get to Keter, really. That's what he's saying. We're trying to get to Keter. And this, this fits into what we started to learn last week, is that in Keter... There's three levels. Amuna, Ta'anug, and Ratzon. Amuna is the high, is considered the highest level of soul power attribute. And in that place of Amuna in Kabbalah, they give it a name. Resha Delo Yada Velo It Yada. The head that does not know, and and no one knows, and it's not known, and it's not known. So again, we could make a mistake and think what this means is getting to Adelo Yudan Purim means drinking 
until basically we just pass out. Absolutely not what Adeloya dies on Purim. Absolutely not. Even though it says in the halacha you can drink a little bit more than you usually do and, um, and fall asleep. Sweet. Until you get sweet. That part oh. <laughs> is missed a little bit. Until you get sweet, not until you get ugly. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, and then you fall asleep. And then you don't know the difference between Or Haman and Baruch Mordechai. But interesting in the Rambam, I just learned this and it just blew me away. In the Rambam in Hilchot Megillah, so that's where the, the Ramagad, the Shulchan Orach says you have to get drunk on Purim. So, no explanation. The Ramah says you don't have to totally get drunk, you just drink a little bit more than you usually do. You can be Yotzi the Mitzvah by doing that. Apparently he's basing on the Rambam who says that. And he says, um, and you drink, and then v'yiradem. It doesn't say go to sleep. It says v'yiradem. And I heard this from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. He said in Hilcho Deot, where the Rambam talks about prophecy, he talks about that um, prophecy came through a vision, chazon, or a dream, or a tardema. This is what Avram, both Adam and Avram, Adam, when, he, when his side was removed, the female side was removed, he, he went into what's called a tardema. And Avraham, at the um, Brit Benabitarim, went into this deep sleep. So I, I, I just, when he said this, it was like, that's, wow, you got it. So he said what, what the Rambam is hinting to when he said in Hilcho Megillah, you have to drink and then you go, and then you, the Yiradem, what he was saying is, no, you're not that you fall asleep and you don't know anything. You go into, in a sense, a prophetic sense. A prophetic sleep of Tardema. Amen. That's where you get to Adeloyada. So, the, the gematria <coughs> that can help us immensely. This is uh, an amazing gematria. Oror Haman equals exactly Baruch Mordechai. Mm. But there's one other gematria that's connected to this. Emuna Pshuta. What we were talking about. What, what the Baal Shem said. Simple faith. Simple here does not mean like, uh, like it means pure, mm -hmm. undivided, Yaakov yes, Yaakov yes. Mm -hmm. un, uh, um, what's the word, uh, um, unblemished. Uh, unblemished, unadulterated, like unsophisticated. right? It means simple, it means just pure faith, not blind faith. Mm -hmm but the faith that's coming from the highest level of soul. So the reason this is important is to get to Adelo Yada means we, we know how much evil there is in the world, how much brokenness. We do. Look at the news today. It's unbelievable. And, and this is just, you know, last week it was Istanbul and a month ago it was Paris. And like, the world's just going this right. is like really like, 
really evil. And yet, Baruch Mordechai equals Arur To understand, because we believe, we say it every day, twice a day, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, that God is one. Everything is connected, everything is one. Not that we say very strongly, no evil comes from God. But God allows the possibility of evil. God allows the possibility of evil. And therefore, people end up doing a lot of it. It's all part of free choice and, and the, whole, the whole thing. So on, on Purim, we, we have to like look at the world and we have to be able to go, like Rabbi Shlomo said, beyond good and evil, like, uh, you know, are, are balanced somehow. We have to understand it's all somehow coming from God and it's all part of the plan. And not that there should be evil, but you have to get to this place of Mamash Amun. It's very difficult. It is very difficult to get to Adlo Yada. That's why the rabbis said, you know, if you need to drink a little bit to help you, because you're going to have to transcend all of the dualities of the world, all of the appearances of the world, and you're going to have to go to a place of pure goodness. It says in, in the Zohar, um, late smala ba'atika, Rakimina. There is no left in Keter, only right. Now there's just, there's not duality. But when it filters down into this world, duality big time. <laughs> so on Purim, we're trying to get to that place that gives us the amuna to carry on. It gives us the amuna to, to carry on. Rav Ginsburg said an amazing thing. This doesn't. A, he, he said that. He, he said that, and we only have two more minutes. Um, sometimes in our drunken state, we end up saying Boruch Haman and Chas Shalom Arur Mordechai. Right? You know, we get we get we get mixed up. Right? So he said like this. He said an amazing thing. Amazing thing. He said. That, that's not so bad. Why? He said, because when you look at the story, Haman tried to destroy us, but he didn't succeed. And in fact, no one was killed. No one was killed. And not only that, but it caused us to accept the Torah, Kimu Vakiblu, in a way that we hadn't even at Sinai. And this is brought down about Paro also. It said, um, when Paro was chasing Israel, it says, Vehikriv Paro. Like the, the, the grammar is like weird. So they explain, because when Paro came running after us, he, he made us all do tshuva. He creeped. He, was, he, was, he, he did um, outreach. He was doing outreach. And it says, it says in, in the Gomorrah, when, when Ahasuerus took off his ring and gave it to Haman, 
It did more for the for the cause of tshuva than anything else could have. All of the Nevi'ah so, Yisrael. Right, so this... Screaming, do tshuva, do tshuva. So he said, so he said, because Haman didn't succeed, there's a place to say even Boruch Haman. Then he said, but can you say that about all evil? He says, no. No. For those who did succeed, then we never say Boruch X. Right? But because Haman didn't succeed, and, and, he, and so much, in a sense, good came out of it, we have a whole holiday because of him, right? But for those who succeeded, no, that, no we never say, but that's not like I can't tell the difference between is Haman good or bad. But why would right? you say cursed is Mordechai? No, no, I said chas v'sholem. No, I'm saying if someone got really drunk and he's trying to say, chayav inish livesumei b'poriyadava, uh, like he's really drunk, right? I'm just saying, it might just come out, not that he does it on purpose. It just might come out. So he was just explaining mm-hmm. that on a certain level, right, that, or Mordechai, no, we don't, uh, or, yeah, or, or Mordechai, we don't go to. Okay? So, so wait, just one more second. Give me one more second. So anyways, so, so this thing of, of Raman, so really, Adlo Yada means that we're trying to get to this level of Amuna in our Neshama that's called Reisha Delo Yada. But in that place, of, it, it means that it's so hidden that we need Megillat Esther, we need to reveal it in ourselves. The Megillah is revealing it to us. Yes, Megillat Esther, revealing that which is hidden. So Adlo Yada, again, isn't getting so drunk that I pass out under the table. It's almost the antithesis <laughs> of Adlo Yada. In other words, Adlo Yada is like the highest Yadiya. Okay, so I'll end with a bracha. The bracha... The bracha... That we should all reach that kind of good. That there's 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 no evil <laughs> across from it. It's just feeling that. You know, it's like on Shabbos, all of us are in the middle of life. We all have a million problems and a million obstacles and a million challenges, but somehow on Shabbos we're able to step back and it all feels perfect. It all feels wonderful and peaceful, even though we know there's a crazy world going on all around us. So the same thing on Purim. Um, When we're dealing with good and evil, we know that there's evil out there. We don't understand a lot of it, why it has to be this way. Sometimes we really have to cry out to God and like, you know, like, okay, you gave us free choice, but like, look what's happening. There was just like, a shooting like, in Amsterdam. Nothing. To the central bus station. Oh. Today? Oh, today? Yeah. 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 Yeah
we're in, we're in Eretz Yisrael. We all know why we're here. We all believe in why we're here. And Purim's a time to meet Hazek, that kind of Amuna Pshuta. And it's really like in the Shema, the two big letters spelled Eid and Da. Oh. Right? In other words, we like a new bitui, instead of saying we could say right? So anyways, we should have a wonderful Purim.